probably a punch in the gut for the guys. But the Bible says in Romans 5, because of one man's sin, the whole race fell. So the whole reason that we have sin fall in the curse is very simple. Our first father was a passive guy. And you need to know this. Satan is not passive. He's very active. Demons are not passive. They're very active. Evil doers are not passive. They're very active. And so if all the bad guys are going to be active, uh, God's men can't be passive. Mark and Grace here with the Real Marriage Podcast. How are you doing today, babe? Doing well. You're doing better than your husband. All right. <laughs> so I'm teaching through a book of the Bible called Genesis. You kids may have heard about it. And uh, I'm teaching uh, real men and you're teaching real women. Mm-hmm. And we want to use some sections of Genesis for the Real Marriage Podcast. And there's these interesting case studies through Genesis of marriage. So Obviously, you got to start with Adam and Eve. So this is Adam and Eve, part five. And here's the big question. What is the problem with passive husbands? So what isn't the problem with passive husbands? (laughs) Yeah. Pray for me. A lot of pressure on Pastor Mark here. Um, So we see in Genesis, God makes Adam first, gives him some instructions, directives, you know, eat this, don't eat that. And then God makes Eve, brings them together. They're married. And then it's them and God, and then Satan shows up. This is the story of Genesis 3. And Satan um, is trying to establish himself as the head of their marriage and family. He's trying to take over, and he's always trying to take over. Satan doesn't even show up until they're married. Spiritual warfare begins with your marriage. He likes to divide and then control. Yep, that's what he does all the time. And so with Adam... Satan shows up and starts having a conversation with Eve. And Genesis 3 tells us that Adam just didn't do or say anything. He just sat there and watched. Um, And that Eve partook, and then she gave some to Adam, who was just standing right there. So uh, when Satan showed up, Adam was supposed to be the leader. He didn't lead. He became very, very passive. Uh, he could have grabbed Eve's hand and walked away and just mm-hmm. said, hey, you know, we don't do dragons and we don't do <laughs> demons. And uh, What did God say? Yeah, God mm-hmm. said no. And so we're not listening to this guy. He's contradicting mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could have sent Eve away and God in the middle. Mm-hmm. He could have Defend done a little. Dr- yeah, hey, honey, this is a dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. This is someone we don't know. And they're against our God. Honey, you go get into a safe distance and let me have the fight. <laughs> or he could have just stopped and could have held hands and said, let's pray and ask God to show up and yeah. get involved. And they, they didn't do any of those things. Mm-hmm. They did, in fact, they did nothing. Yep. So what we see with Adam is that oftentimes a husband's sin and his problem is not just what he does, but what he doesn't do. Right. And not just what he says, but what he doesn't say. Sin of omission. It is the sin of omission. And so uh, Eve's sin was commission. She said and did things she shouldn't have. His sin was omission. He didn't say or do anything. Mm-hmm. So as a wife, what kind of position does that put the wife in if the husband is just a generally passive guy? A dangerous position. Um, she's going to put herself in danger. I mean, we hear see here that she's deceived, and women can be prone toward deception 
not with ill intentions even necessarily, but they want to help or they want to care for someone or something or be a people pleaser. And a husband can come along and protect and guide and help provide wisdom if a wife is prone to that. And we see that here with Eve, that she was deceived and he had an opportunity to love her and protect her and help her walk away from harm. And he didn't do that. Well, and you you bring it up. Paul says multiple times in the New Testament that Eve was deceived. Mm-hmm. And it's not that uh, she she didn't mean right. to make her, her intent was decent, but the outcome was mm-hmm. catastrophic and horrific. And so oftentimes, if the husband doesn't say something or do something, does that increase the pressure on the wife to say and do something, to yeah, fill the leadership like, vacuum? Yeah, she feels like she needs to lead, but he is supposed to be the loving leader. So some women would say, no, my husband's great. He lets me say and do whatever I want. You know, I kind of wear the pants in the family. I'm the boss. Is that a loving husband? No. Because again, it's not protecting her. It's not helping her walk toward wisdom here. It's specifically encouraging her to not walk with the Lord. And husband is supposed to encourage his wife and as a couple to walk with the Lord. He's supposed to wash her in the word and reflect, you know, Jesus who loves the church to her. And if a husband is letting a wife do whatever she wants, she's going to harm herself. Not because she's stupid, but because she is can be deceived. Just as a wife needs to help be a helper to a husband, if he's going to do something foolish, she needs to lovingly speak into it and say, hey, let's let's pray about this. Like you said, let's go to the Lord. Let's, you know, let's check with the God who made us, who's available in the garden to them. We all have access to that same God. And it's amazing what harm can come when we don't as a couple or as a husband who is the head when we don't go to God first and ask for that wisdom and that counsel of how to not be deceived or how to not sin in this in the circumstance we're in. It's, it's probably a punch in the gut for the guys, but the Bible says in Romans 5, because of one man's sin, the whole race fell. Mm-hmm. So the whole reason that we have sin fall in the curse is very simple. Our first father was a passive guy. Yeah. And you need to know this. Satan is not passive. He's very active. Demons are not passive. They're very active. Evildoers are not passive. They're very active. And so if all the bad guys are going to be active, Mm -hmm. uh, God's men can't be passive. I work with a lot of gals, past and present, that are the product of a passive husband or dad. And it does a lot of harm. You run real women's ministry. So you're you're dealing with the... The pain over and over and over. Tons of wounds and brokenness because they were not protected. They were not loved. They're insecure. They're taken advantage of by men. Um, the dad didn't step in the way or the husband didn't step in the way. The mom felt powerless or or couldn't speak up for one reason or another. Um, I, yeah, I minister to a lot of women that have those wounds because the father or the husband wasn't willing to step in and just be guided by the word of God. and Well, and from the guy's side, sometimes uh, he's lazy. He's mm-hmm. like, well, if I'm going to be active, mm-hmm. you know, pursuing my wife, you know, lovingly, humbly, graciously leading my family, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Other guys, they have fear of man. They're scared of their wife. Yeah. They're like, what, she's going to yell at me. She's going to. Sometimes they were trained by a passive dad. 
Yeah. Sometimes uh, guys are just unaware. They're like, I don't know what to say mm-hmm. or do. So I don't say or do anything. It's right. like, well, figure out something. And, um, and sometimes guys have tried and their wife just runs them right over. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes in ministry, that's the kind of religious wife that weaponizes the Bible and is always quoting verses to pummel mm-hmm. her husband and remain in the strong position as the domineering personality in the relationship. And so sometimes it's that sort of passive guy, religious gal mm-hmm. to where uh, she treats him more like one of the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he just, and what happens then, a man just starts avoiding. He doesn't come home from work. He's going to have a lot of hobbies. He's going to golf. He's going to work overtime. He's going to get a second job. He's going to do a lot of gardening. He's going to have a man cave. He's going to get season tickets. He's just going to find ways to not be around. Yeah. All godless responses. Yeah, just- I mean, if there's a problem, you need to get help. And as the man, if you see your wife, usually a, a woman that is wanting to be domineering like that, she has a lot of pain underneath. And so she's overcompensating by being domineering because she's got a v- inner vow or something that she's trying to protect. And so she won't let him get to that place of leading her. Or maybe there's not trust in the marriage for some reason. But if that's the case, being passive is the last thing that you need to do. Being actively pursuing help for your wife and help for your marriage, um, whether it's, you know, Firstly, through the word of God, through prayer, through coming together and trying to communicate, okay, this is the problem. We both are involved in this problem. I'm passive, you're domineering, or whatever the issue might be. Finding help, yeah. finding help with a biblical counselor, finding help at a church, in a good, healthy church community. But being passive is is not the answer at all. Well, and what happens, I find, um, to be passive, a man just has to learn to ignore a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like deferred mo- maintenance on a home or a car. The roof's leaking or the check engine lights on and mm-hmm. you just kind of got to just ignore it. Yeah. And and sometimes this will be a guy comes home and there's tension in the home. He just ignores it and puts the TV on. Yeah, um, He can tell that his wife is picking some not so great friends mm-hmm. and the people that she's going to for relationship in life. And he just is like, you know what? I'm just not even going to have that battle. We're not going to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, guy doesn't architect his life to get date night, to get his schedule coordinated with his wife, to get vacations and holidays put together. It's just a lot of deferred maintenance. It's a lot of just ignoring. Like yeah. it's not going well, but I'm not going to make any changes. Yeah. It's just going to continue this way until it gets so painful and so broken that that's where a lot of couples just throw in the towel and quit right? because they realize this is so many years of neglect that it's going to be so much work. Mm. They just quit. Yep. And, uh, and, and talk a little bit, honey, about maybe guys who they have selective passivity, meaning most guys aren't passive in any, in every area of their mm-hmm. life. There's some areas that they're very active and then there's selective passivity And sometimes the wife is the one they're like, I'm not going to be active there, but I'm active elsewhere. Well, I think as husbands and wives, we know how to press each other's buttons. And if, if you don't ever address that, 
lovingly, kindly, graciously. When we come to an issue that we need to discuss together, we need to do it as if this isn't just your problem, this is our problem mm-hmm. to resolve together. We're one, we need to work this out. And so coming together in that and not just being passive and thinking, well, either it's gonna go away or I'm just gonna ignore it forever. That's not a marriage relationship. That's not built on love and respect, mm-hmm. which is what God asks us to do in our marriage. And the more a husband does it, the less respect the wife will have for him. And he thinks, oh, if I speak up, she's not going to respect her. She's going to come back at me. He's afraid of her, which is sad. And he needs to figure out his issues with that and what the root of that is. But yeah, I think sometimes men are very um, active in other ways. A lot of times they want to find another leadership position in the church or at work or or be aggressive in other areas of their life where they feel like they get encouragement and they can su- succeed but at home, it's a disaster and they won't even try to step into the leadership. But again, it's really saying I'm willing to let my wife continue to harm herself or do harm to our family, especially if you have kids. The example that that sets is very damaging to children. Well, and you know, the, the story of Genesis 3 is if the husband doesn't lead Satan well, mm-hmm. and the, you may say, well, you know, I, I don't like all this responsibility. Well, do you want to delegate it to Satan to run mm-hmm. your family? Mm-hmm. And I think you're right, honey. What a lot of guys will do, they'll be act, they will become overly active in some areas because they're passive and inactive mm-hmm. in their home, in their marriage, yeah. with their family. So these are the guys that they will crush it at work. They'll put in long hours. They will, you know, they'll have a leadership position. Um, these are guys, like you said, uh, honestly, these are the worst guys to show up in church. Mm-hmm. They tend to be passive. They tend to be avoiding their wife and their family and their home responsibilities, mm-hmm. but they want to be in charge. They want to be the boss of something. They mm-hmm. want to be, you know, the king somewhere. And so they come to church and these are the guys who they want to tell everybody else what to do and they're not doing it. And they want to sort of run God's family, but they won't lead their own family. And these are the guys that when they're in their forties and fifties, if they haven't really found something, they're kind of having their midlife crisis and they show up to church and it's the one place that they can go to put in a lot of time and energy and their wife can't really criticize them, especially if she's like the domineering religious gal, Mm -hmm. because it's quote unquote for the Lord. Right. And so, you know, over the years, I've had a lot of hard conversations with these guys. It's like, we'd love to have you lead at church mm-hmm. after you've led at home. Yeah. And ministry starts at home and leadership starts at home. And if your wife and kids aren't doing well, whatever else you're doing needs to take a back seat to your mm-hmm. first God-given priorities. Yeah. And that is a hard conversation because it means the man needs to humbly come in and be willing to learn how to lead and implement that in his home. And it's very humbling. But how often, though, if the wife is, if he's been very passive, and so she's architected life, she sets the schedule, she sets the budget, she picked the church, she's the spiritual one, you know, she's leading the kids, she's she's sort of running the show. Isn't it true, though, that if that's been going on for a while, she doesn't want to get out of the driver's seat? Yeah, I mean, the longer you tolerate it, the longer, the harder it is to change it. But it's not impossible because God intends it to be the way he created us to be in marriage. And if we desire to go back to that original plan that God has for us, he honors that. It's it's not easy. And she may not 100% go for that. But if you're lovingly trying to figure out how to lead her in that, you'll build that trust. And 
ideally she would want to follow that, but it's going to take time to build that trust. So for the guys that are passive hearing this, sometimes they're uh, fearful, like, you know, I need to almost this, I've got to get it right. I got to do it right. Does a wife really, if she's healthy, does she expect perfection or is she just looking for progress and and hope of momentum? Progress. And I mean, I think he needs to start out just repenting and saying, I've I've failed at leading and I want to figure this out because I know this is the what God wants for us and I love you and I want to figure this out. And I think that helps her heart soften and then learning to pray together for those changes. Just like any other thing in life that we need to learn, it takes time. She's going to have to learn to follow his leadership, he's going to have to learn to to lead her. And so it, it does take time. Both sides will mess up along the way, but being gracious with one another in that process is key. So do you think the gravitational force in culture today is for men to be passive? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're wiping away genders. So People don't even like to hear men and fathers and dads. They don't like to hear those words. And it's tragic because that's God is our father. And it's a beautiful word when it's used out of love and it's a a model of what God has for us. So, honey, you bring that up. So in the story of uh, Genesis 3 with Adam and Eve, Adam's passive, Mm -hmm. but God isn't. Correct. And so then God shows up. And so the active, healthy you know, masculine presence in the story is mm-hmm. God shows mm-hmm. up like a father yeah. and he pulls Adam aside and he's like, what are we doing here? Yeah, where are it, you? Yeah. Where are you? That's mm-hmm. the first question in the history of the world. And it's a question that God, the father asked to a passive son, mm-hmm. like where you're supposed to be involved yeah. here. Yeah. You know, and so I'd ask the men, like, where are you, you know, in your marriage, where are you, not just with your kids, but with each of your children? Mm-hmm. Where are you in your church and spiritual life? Where are you at mealtime? Where are you at budget planning? Where are you at vacation architecting? Mm-hmm. Where are you at the holiday decision making? Like, yeah. where are you? Yeah. You know, like, are you, are you there? Are you involved? Yeah. Yeah. Are you involved? Mm-hmm. Are you trying? And so, yeah, I think most families, women and children, if they're like, he loves us, he's trying. Mm-hmm. He cares. He's involved. If he gets it wrong, he'll own it and he'll figure it out until he gets it right. He's going to pursue good men. And if you don't know how to be active, you're more of a passive guy, or maybe you were raised in a passive environment, or you got passive patterns. Mm-hmm. I'll just tell you this strong word for the guys, but then you're not a man because men are active, not passive. Mm-hmm. And um, little boys are passive. Little boys, their mom feeds them, their little mom, their mom bathes them, their mom dresses them, their mom uh, tucks them in. Uh, Mom does everything for a boy. A boy's passive. A man is active. Mm -hmm. He takes care of himself and others. And he's not just waiting for other people to figure things out and to fix problems and to create solutions. And so, you know, really the difference between a boy and a man is whether you're passive or active. Mm -hmm. And if you're passive, you, you may be a a grown man, but emotionally, spiritually, you're a little boy mm-hmm. and your wife is going to treat you like one of the kids. And then you're going to feel disrespected and sexually frustrated. But at the end of the day, if she doesn't respect you, she's not attracted to you. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to act like one of the kids and just kind of get bossed around, and I'm not talking bowing up and yelling at your wife, no. but just taking responsibility and saying, honey, I've not led, I've not organized, I've not provided. There are ways I've not been present. 
it starts there. And we see in the story that God, the father shows up and he's very active. Mm -hmm. He pulls his son aside and they have a woodshed chat. Like, <laughs> son, what the heck? You know, <laughs> I told you what to do and you didn't do it. Mm -hmm. And he pulls the daughter aside and says, you know, there's going to be implications and complications because of sin. Yeah. He deals with Satan and says that Jesus Christ is coming. And praise God, Jesus comes and he's not passive. Yes. Amen. You know, and if Jesus is the perfect example of what a man should be, mm -hmm. he's very active. Yep. He's lion and lamb yeah. when he needs to be. Yeah. He's mm -hmm. he's tough when he needs to be tough. He's tender when he needs to be tender. He's, mm -hmm. he's a lion for us. He's a lamb with us. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what it means to be a man. And so, yeah, if you're hearing this, you guys just need to know that even in the church, 60% of church attenders are female. There's between 11 and 13 million more women than men in church, at least those with the pre-COVID numbers. And the whole church world's gone upside down since then. And in a lot of churches, it's just women and children. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, where are the men? They're passive. Mm -hmm. They are passive. So figure out the root of your brokenness and why you're passive and become a man. That's it? Yep. So um, I would say first step, for the guys who are passive, you got to talk to God, the father, and he's going to have to have a little chat with you as he did with Adam. Mm -hmm. Number two, then you got to find a church where there are good men, or maybe there's good men in your life mm -hmm. and you actively seek them out for mentoring. And yeah. you're like, you know what? I'm a passive guy. You're a good husband. You're a good father. You know, okay. I got to get unstuck. I got to get motivated. I got to get moving. And for some guys, they take on too much too fast. And literally it's, okay, start somewhere with something where you take responsibility and you prove dependability, You're, they can count on you mm -hmm. and then build momentum over time. Um, but what I would say to the men as well, um, this is not your personality, it's a sin. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time we can have our sins be excused by our personality. It's mm -hmm. like, well, you know, I'm an introvert. I'm not an extrovert. And, you know, on the Enneagram, I'm a this or on the Taylor Johnson <laughs> or the Myers-Briggs, I'm a that. And I would say, well, if you're a coward, that's not a personality type. That's a sin. Mm -hmm. You can be a guy who's a little more shy. You can be a guy who's more of an introvert. You can be a guy who takes a long time to figure out what the right decision mm -hmm. is and still be active. Mm -hmm. And we're talking here about activity. And, and I would just close by saying um, most marriages, even in the church, the guy is passive. Mm -hmm. Very rarely do I see the majority of men in any church activated mm -hmm. saying, you know, it's my wife. I'm going to pursue her and schedule budget income, raising the kids, you know, um, putting together holiday plans, all that stuff. Like I'm going to be involved. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to just sit back and let my wife make all the hard decisions and carry all the hard burdens. And when guys do that, um, then what they tend to do when things don't go well, they just blame their wife. Yeah. And that's incredibly demotivating. It's mm -hmm. like, you're not doing your part. I'm trying to do my part in your part. And if I don't do one part you know, the way you want, then I get criticized. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's just not fair. That's not loving. That's not oneness. That's not consideration. Um, that's not treating the wife as a co-heir in Christ. Mm -hmm. It's just all kinds of problems. So yeah. the hard conversation we would ask you to have is, um, you know, is the husband passive? 
and or is there selective passivity? Mm-hmm. Meaning, you know, yeah, he's great at work, but boy, yeah. when he comes home, he's gone. Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, where is that selective passivity? Yeah. Any final advice you'd have for the wives that are going to have this delicate conversation with a more passive husband? Yeah, I mean, pray first and and pray for your husband. Um, don't just be upset and griping and bitter. Repent of your own potential bitterness. And if he's coming to you repenting, pray for him and be willing to be in the process with him and encourage him when he makes those changes, as he makes those changes. And then when he's acting out of previous passiveness, then pray for him again. But don't beat him down every time he tries and doesn't succeed. So give him margin for growing into a a more active And encourage those relationships with other men that are healthy. Okay. Let me pray for him. Father God, we we thank you for the story of Genesis 3. It's not just what happened, it's what always happens. And God, if a perfect couple in a perfect environment could do things imperfectly— then we need to put a lot of grace on each other because we're we're not perfect people and we're not in a perfect environment. But God, the example of Adam, I just pray, God, that it would just punch men in the soul. That when we're passive, Satan is active. When we're passive, we're burdening our wife. When we're passive, we are ruining our legacy. When we are passive, ultimately, we're being disobedient sons of our father and we're acting like boys and not men. And so, Lord, uh, I've always said that that men are like trucks. They drive straight or straighter when they're loaded up with responsibility. And I pray that these men would take on this responsibility of um, not being passive, but being active, active emotionally, active financially, active organizationally, active practically, active spiritually, uh, starting first and foremost in their relationship with you and then also their wife. And if they have kids, that it would flow down to them as well. And God, I pray that the men would see if they are passive, the example that they're setting is really bad. That their men, uh, the, the boys that they're raising are probably either going to be passive or they're going to overreact and be those domineering bully boys. Uh, the daughters are either going to be attracted to passive men or to those dangerous guys who are active and confident, but not wise and humble and godly. And God, generations are at stake. So we pray for wisdom and we pray for men to be activated in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.